This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Drive out with a car! With your host, Mark Martinez. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. And the English professor. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Trosi, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Yo! Welcome to Can Crushers Spotlight. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Good morrow. No, I don't know. Whenever you're listening to this, welcome. Welcome to Can Crushers. I am your host, Mark Martinez, and I'm a normal, everyday garbage man that likes talking wrestling, drinking some beers, having some friends over on the weekend to talk wrestling. That would be the English professor and the guru. Don't worry, they sent some questions in for our interviewee this week, so we're excited. Guys, Andrew Palace. Why has it been so long since I've had him on the show? My son talked to him on his YouTube show, the Mark and Ethan show, from a a night of superstars in Meadville, Pennsylvania. But nonetheless, you can go find that on your own. This is Can Crushers. We gotta stop promoting Ethan stuff. He was a little man when he did that. He's a huge giant now. Andrew Palace, though, you uh, you think of IWC. You have the genius and Jimmy Nuts. You have Raylan the IWC Women's Champion. You have the fashionista, Calvin Couture. You have the hardcore icon, Jack Pollock. And you have the asshole, Jock Sampson. But when you think of IWC, you think Andrew Palace. He's one of the first that we've seen. He's been there the whole time. Every every time we're there, he's there. Like him, hate him. If you hate him, you're stupid. It's Andrew Palace. He gets the party started. And he's going to get this interview started right after this. Guys, we have to take care of some business first. And it's about collar and elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, and shorts. Yeah, they have shorts now. It's awesome. Guys, great apparel. That's what I'm going to start saying from now on. Great apparel from collar and elbow. And when you go check it out, they have sweet designs. The English professor just ordered some new ones. I love the Al Snow and Head, the Macho Man and Elizabeth shirt. It's just my favorite one. It really is. It's purple. Everybody looks good in purple. Andrew Palace really looks good in purple. But we hear from Al Snow first. Collar and elbow is coming up. When you check out promo code CANCRUSHERS, all one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, and you'll get a discount. Here comes Al Snow. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, 
the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crushers, guys. I can't get as spasmanic as my guest right now, but I'm going to try. He is a former two-time Super Indian champ, former IWC heavyweight champ. He is the flag bearer for IWC. He brought back business this past weekend as we record in Brownsville. He is the spasmanian devil, Andrew Palace. Yeah, I, I told you I wouldn't be able to keep up with you. Uh, how, how are you doing? Um, uh, well, honestly, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit sore still. Um, I I busted my rib up in my match, and uh, you know, just taking a few bumps and bruises in the ring after a while, it uh, it uh, it it kind of hurts. Kind of hurts. Yeah, that's, that's. But I'm doing good. You read my notes right off the bat, and we're going to jump right into it. Um, <laughs> your match with Bill Collier was unbelievable, and I don't know how you're talking to me right now because that backbreaker <laughs> that he gave you snapped you in half. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Um, while in the ring, I, I was focused on the match and also the 90-some degree heat coming down. Um, so my mind was a little bit out there, so... Um, I it, it kind of busted my rib and my back on that giant backbreaker. Um, but until I actually seen it on uh, the cam footage, I, I was like, I was like, crap! Like, like why? Why am I not at the chiropractor right now? Why am I not getting fixed right now? Because apparently, like he he just like destroyed my spine. But you know, I'm okay. I'm t I'm still talking, still walking. Um, yeah. But uh. But yeah, it, it was a uh, pretty brutal match. Um, it, it, being in the ring with Bill Collier, one of the best. He's a dude where I, I should be able to go to the store right now and buy a Bill Collier action figure. He's so freaking good. I agree. Um, and, and being in the ring with him, you know, he's he's a cool guy and all, but yeah, you're you're gonna leave hurting. Like, like there, any time I've been in the ring with him, I, I left uh, pretty sore. Uh, this, so, this interview is about you, but I always, when I think of Bill Collier, I think of a couple years back. He tossed Jimmy Nuts all over White Oak Arena. Yes. Uh, and that it was probably, between cages and everything else, one of the deadliest matches I've ever seen in my life. I mean, yes. literally, Nuts was a uh, bowling ball, pinball. Yes, I, I I love that match. I know exactly what match you're talking about because when they were doing the uh, year-end awards and all that kind of stuff, I voted for that match as match of the year. I love that match. I voted for that match I mean, of the year for about 17 times. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, cause, I mean, and this is nothing against White Oak, but like the, the biggest events that IW had, IWC has usually usually aren't at White Oak just because like we can fill more people in Elizabeth and all that kind of stuff but that match that match like I don't think I, well I don't think anybody expected it to not be really good I just don't think anyone expected it to be that level of awesome yeah which yeah. which it it, it it was amazing and you know we we should have thought it was that 
you're going to be on that level of awesome with two great wrestlers like Jimmy Nuts and Bill Collier. But, uh, but yeah, I love, I love that match. So we're, we're talking a lot about Collier. Uh, was was it pure competition, or is there still something there between you two, as we saw the the other past Saturday? Well, I mean, there's always going to be competition. I mean, we anybody who's striving to be the best, striving to be the top of the mountain, there's always going to be competition, a um, little competition there. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, Bill and I, we're we're cool, but it's like, don't step in my way, you know. I won't step in yours, but you know, stay out my way, or you know, I'm going to hit you, or it, it's we're 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 friendly competitors, and unless uh unless uh you know the other gets in the other's way, frenemies. Me and Bill it? are cool. I, I'll just say, me and Bill are cool right now. We're cool. Okay. Especially after Saturday, we're really cool. Yeah, you did a nice fist bump at the end, and that was that was awesome. <laughs> uh, you did bring up the outside. Well, was this one of the first times you wrestled outside? Have you done it before? But uh, again, I wasn't there. We watch on the IWC Network for only nine ninety nine a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, the plug, plumber, plumber needs to start paying Gotta me. Plug it. Yeah, 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 plumber. You hear this? Pay the man. Um, it was sweltering. Uh, you, you had. Uh, all your boys in the front row just drenched. Megan Nelson was squirting people all over the place. Uh, I don't know how you guys, you know, dealt with that heat. I was hot up here watching you guys. Well, I mean, we everybody knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, I, I have wrestled outside before. Um, uh, one time I, I, I could, I'm thinking of right now is I, I wrestled outside on a July Fourth show like a few years back. And it was crazy hot all day. And I was the first match of that event as well. And I just remember any time I landed on that mat, which was a black mat, by the way. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was it, – it, it burned your skin. Like, it, it felt like putting your hand on a hot car. That's what it felt like. Um, so, so, yeah, this Saturday it was a uh, – it was a little hot out. Um, I, I was uh, – I was getting prepared for this match by drinking water all week because in my mind I'm like if I say if I stay super hydrated, like I'll be like a camel and I'll be yes. able to survive this heat. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean I almost didn't. I almost I almost uh, uh, the heat almost got to me. But um, I I think everybody did a pretty decent job dealing with it, um, considering it was really hot. It was really humid. Um, and, and those are some hard conditions to wrestle in. And I feel like everybody did a really good job at that. Yeah. Um, it, and I do, I do think that training at IWC actually helped me, uh, get used to the heat when like conditions are really hot or really cold. Um, because at our training area, like we don't have any air conditioning. We don't have any heater. We don't have any of that. So when it's summertime, it's really, really hot. And when it's wintertime, it's really, really cold. So I feel if you can train in the worst of conditions, when an actual event, when an actual show comes up, you'll be able to excel in, like, you know, bad conditions or normal conditions. So I, I guess I'm, 
I, uh, I got my body used to working in crappy conditions. <laughs> so the IWC Training Center is uh, kind of like Stu Hart's dungeon, in, more or less. It's, yeah. it's your yeah. own version. Yeah, yeah, it's basically hell. It's basically hell. It's basically hell. That's, that's basically great. Basically hell. Uh, I want to mention this uh, on air. Uh, as I said it as soon as I, you answered the phone, um, when we think of IWC, we have our favorites. You, you know I'm a huge Jimmy Nuts fan. I, oh, I loved yeah. Britt. I've, I've hated Collier. I've loved Collier. <laughs> Wardlow scared the shit out of my kids. Uh, you know, the list can go on. But as can crushers, as we think of IWC, the first person that ever pops in our mind as the flag bearer of IWC is you. Uh, we, we've had our, uh. you know, some of us, uh, Soup, you know, the IRS, he still hates you, but he respects you. Me and the English professor <laughs> love everything you do, but IWC and Andrew Palace hand in hand. Uh, I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know, I just, this is, this is the company that I trained for. This is the first company that I, I ever really gave me a shot. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I have a lot of loyalty for the, the IWC brand because I, I feel like IWC, that's it, not only is it one of the biggest indie promotions, like it's, it's like Pittsburgh. It's my home. And uh, yeah, I just, I just have a lot of loyalty towards this company. They've done a lot of things for me and I, I would, pretty much do anything for them so um yeah i just i mean flag better i don't know there's a, there's a lot of people that you know hold the iwc flag but yeah i appreciate the kind words though <laughs> you're you're right you are right um the word that i think you're looking for though palace and uh, i'll lower the wall real quick and then we'll put it right back up um iwc really is family uh, I, I want to yeah. I want to tell a quick story. Uh, last September, my mom passed away, and the very first thing I saw when we were at the funeral home was the plumber sent a huge basket and like kind of put everybody's name on it. And we're just wrestling fans. We're just a bum behind a computer talking to our favorite wrestlers right now. Uh, you guys didn't have to do that, and that's why uh, I wave the IWC flag as much as I can because you guys are family. Uh, well, I mean, you guys are our family, you know? Um, and, and yeah, it's, uh, it's like, I, I know it seems kind of like mushy or whatever, but it's like, uh, it, like, like you're saying, like it, it seriously does feel like family. It's not just some bull crap, you know, just trying to make face online and, trying to be the good guy or whatever no it's like we it it people actually care about each other here yeah um and it, it's good uh, it, like you always see people helping others out outside of wrestling and uh i i feel like it's a very very positive environment um everybody even helps bradley ruthers out <laughs> that jerk yeah yeah even him even that Horrible, horrible person, Bradley's brothers. So let's do the rewind as we do and just get right back into the whole Andrew Palace story. Um, okay. who, who introduced you to wrestling? Mom, Dad, Grandpa, Uncle Joe? You know, who, who was it? Um, well, I the earliest memory I have is turning on the TV and there's like, you know, three channels on the TV. Um, and I saw like Undertaker's entrance walking out. 
Um, but watching it with family, I want to say it was either at like my aunt and uncle's house or with my grandpa. Um, at my uncle's house, I, I feel like they've watched WCW more than anything. So I was really young. So like watching it, I was thinking like Goldberg is unstoppable. <laughs> like Goldberg's the best because nobody can beat Goldberg. Um, and, uh, and then when I watched it with my grandpa, like they, they always had clips from like WWF and everything. And like, so I, I got a little bit of taste of uh, both of them growing up. Okay. Uh, was your grandpa uh, one that, I'll tell you a quick story about mine real quick. He always wanted to know, <laughs> you know, prior to Flair going to WWF in the first place, why Flair never fought Hogan or never fought Backlund or the Iron Sheik? They both have titles. Why the hell aren't they fighting each other? He didn't know that there was two organizations. <laughs> did, did your grandpa yeah. do that? Honestly, I was so young, but my all I remember my grandpa doing was he would just sit there and like grunt yep. at the TV. <laughs> like, like, like I, like I, I, even as, as a kid or, and all that, I, I don't remember ever having like an intelligent conversation with my grandpa. I never heard him saying anything too crazy. Like he was a very, uh, country kind of man. Um, he like, you know, he always had a dip in, always outside bailing hay and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I just remember him grunting at the TV. I don't know if he liked what he saw or didn't like what he saw, but he would just grunt a lot. Nice. <laughs> so you, yeah, so. You, you brought up The Undertaker. You saw him and kind of was enthralled by him. I don't know why you brought up Goldberg, but we'll leave it at that. But who are some <laughs> hey, of you? I was young. I was young. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Who were some of your other favorites that you kind of ran with? Um, clearly, we see the Ultimate Warrior in you. Uh, fun, funny thing about that, um, Ultimate Warrior never was one of my favorites. Good. Ever. Good. Not one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually, the, well, real quick, real quick, the whole running around thing, I, I actually did that the first time I started, like, really running out to the ring was because, one, it was around the time that Ultimate Warrior was getting inducted in the Hall of Fame, and two, the arena was really cold that we were wrestling at, and I'm like, I need to I need to warm up. I, I, I need to just get my blood flowing, and like, I, I'm a very, uh, I, I guess, I'm a very spazzy person. Like, I, I know that's like part of the, part of the uh, uh, name title, the Spasmanian Devil, but uh, I am a kind of a spazzy person. Like as I'm talking to you right now, I'm moving my hands like crazy. I can tell you're um, fidgeting. I can tell. I, I really can tell. <laughs> but uh, but um, but yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna run around the ring a bunch of times, and that'll be my warm up. And I did it, and I was like, holy crap! Like for one, I am getting warmed up, and two, it's like. Hey, these people—they feel like they're getting energy with me. So I'm like, this—this this is cool. I'm just gonna keep doing this, and it's—you know—and it—it—it's really helped me. Uh, I don't know. It really helps me get hyped up. Um, but yeah, that's just side story. Anyway, people that I liked growing up, um, and this answer always changes. So I'll just give you a whole handful of them. 
How um, does it change? Wait a minute. Th- Wait a minute. How does it change? These are people that you, uh, you know, I've always liked Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes and Paul Orndorff. Hey. I don't change hey. to say I like Outback Jack. Hey, hey, no, no. What I mean is, like, if you if you ask me, like, what are your top three? The top three would oh. always change. Okay. Okay. So, 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 I'm just going to give you a whole handful of them that I looked up to growing up, and I liked, and and I still really like now. Um, okay. All right. Growing up, I was big into Hulk Hogan growing up um, because I felt like he could grab any crowd, and it's like. You felt like he was talking to you. Well, I did. I was younger, you know. Um, but but I, I really liked Hulk Hogan growing up. Um, Mick Foley is one of my heroes. Uh, Kurt Angle is one of my heroes. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Boncho Man. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I'm spitting off ones where it's like, of course they're – of course, they're anyone's favorite. Like, how could you not like those guys? Right. I mean, we don't. Have, I mean, you know, wrestling wise, not not personal life and all that stuff. But because um, we all make mistakes, you know. Right. But I'm waiting for the one like uh, Hillbilly Jim or El- Uncle Elmer or you know somebody <laughs> random. Um, wait, let me let me think. Let me think here. Um, I can tell you one that I liked when I was a teenager. Well, I still like, but one I like as a teenager that um, you probably wouldn't guess. Um, and that would be the Boogeyman. No. no. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge, huge Boogeyman fan. And you have to digress why. Did you eat worms as a child? No, 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 no. Bugs freak me out. I don't like bugs. Okay. No. Uh, but uh, I I don't know. Like I uh, crap. Which WrestleMania was it? Which WrestleMania was it that he was facing Booker T? You're asking. You're asking the wrong one. I I've had seven concussions in my life, and if I didn't have notes to what to ask you next, I would not understand you. The <laughs> other two. This that's a shoot because well, I have no freaking clue. Hey hey hey! I, I'm happy you're honest, brother. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Just uh. I I just really liked the character. It was so weird, and he looked weird. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Boogeyman's never had like that. Uh, I don't know that five star classic match. Like he he didn't have like the Macho Man versus uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat kind of match or anything like that. But I I don't know. I just really liked the character, and I always gravitated towards him. And uh, and. Like, I, I just remember watching SmackDown one night, and my mom walked into the living room, and she saw Boogeyman, you know, eating the worms and spitting them out on the opponent. And and uh, she she was so, like, freaked out and disgusted by it. Like, why why do you watch this garbage? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, Boogeyman is so cool. So cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, Boogeyman's one. Uh <laughs> And also, I like gold dust. I'll, I'll, I'll end up oh, with yeah. gold dust, bro. And and as a kid, like looking back at like what I was watching gold dust do, um, yes. Like I'm I'm like that. That's kind of weird. That as a kid, I'm like, wow, I like this gold dust guy that's coming out with a ball gag and all this weird uh, fetishy kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, but I like gold dust. 
I, that's what's cool. I love Golda. I, I love um, the only thing I don't like that Dustin Rhodes has done was the uh, blacktop bully over the road match in the tractor trailer. A- anything else though that Goldust or <laughs> Dustin has done, I love. But that tractor trailer match, it was putrid. Yeah, I, I didn't say I, I. I think all the stuff was five star. You know, right, but, right, right. But yeah, I yeah. agree. So, but but you have to admit, like like do you. You remember him and uh, Booker T as a tag team? I do. I do remember that. That, I, that was great when he had Tourette's, and I hate to see you know uh, uh, yeah. being PC or whatever, but he had Tourette's. It was uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was great. Like I just wanted to throw that out there, just because that's in my head now, and I'm just like, I I, I love I love them as a tag team. Like their chemistry was weirdly like. It just weirdly worked. It was popular. It really was popular. Like, they should have had a long run together, and then, I don't know if contracts came up or something, but uh, <laughs> they were instantly gone together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You brought up mom real quick. I usually don't ask this, but you said uh, – the whole thing that we were watching this garbage and everything. Were they supportive when you decided to tell two part question? Were you, they supportive yeah. when you said I'm going to wrestling and then what was your major factor to go to uh, IWC school? Oh, well uh, they were, they were always um, very supportive. Um, they just wanted to make sure that I had all the boxes checked. Like, Hey, if this doesn't work out, what are you going to do? Um, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't just gonna jump in head first and with not without a care in the world. So, um, so I got everything situated, um, and they they supported me, um, and they still support me. Um, my mom can't really watch my matches just because she gets freaked out by them um, because I'm usually getting killed in them. She's a mom, <laughs> but uh, she's a mom. Yeah, she's a mom. She's very much a mom. And my dad, he rarely misses a match um and usually when he watches me wrestle uh he he asks why am i being so stupid when i'm (laughs) like you know getting suplexed on the floor or something like that he's like he's like you're gonna you're gonna break your back you're gonna break your neck and i'm like dad um i'll be fine um but 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 they're they're both very very supportive, um, and they always have my back with everything. They always help me out um, if I need it. Um, and how I got IWC, uh, it, it's funny because there was actually an, another promotion that was in the area that I tried to get to first um, because somebody else told me about that promotion. Uh, so I actually went there to try to get trained there, and the owner basically ignored me and he kind of gave me some BS answer and sent me on my way. Uh, and, and at the time I was living with my parents still. So that was like an hour and a half hour, 45 minute drive that my dad drove me up there just to get a BS answer. Uh, but when, when I got home, like everybody started telling me about, uh, IWC, which I, I, didn't know about IWC because I, I lived in the country kind of area, like takes an hour and a half to two hours to get anywhere. So Welcome I, to I, my I, life. I, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, I, I never really 
knew about it. So I'm like, okay, let me check this out. And when I went on that site, I was like, holy crap. Like, why didn't I go to this place first? Like, I'm seeing all these big names. Like, I'm looking at the history. And it's like, it's like, no, this is where I need to be. This is where I got to be. Um, and I, at the time, it was Chuck Roberts that was the owner. Uh, sent him a message saying, hey, I want to try out, you know, I want to try to get in this wrestling thing. And I swear, like three hours later, he sent me a message back telling me, like, hey, tryouts are on this day, this time, be there. It's like, all right. That easy. So, that uh, easy. That that easy. That No, I had to pass the tryout. It wasn't, like, guaranteed. Right. Um, but but uh, he he set it up and everything that quick while other places basically told me to leave. So, so I was, I was very happy with that and it already had better vibes than the other place did. So I, I believe I made the right choice. Their loss in IWC's win for sure. <laughs> or headache. Or, or IWC's headache. Right. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we, we always make you guys uh, give props to your trainers uh, because, one, um, it, it does something for them. Uh, it really does. It, it gives them their legacy, as you know, a little bit, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, y- you just want to give them one more thank you if you can. You know, so give, give a shout-out to some of your trainers. Okay. Well, my main trainer was Justin Idol. Um, Justin Idol was an awesome trainer. Uh, what he, I feel like the thing he really taught me the most was just trying to perfect the little things. Um, I remember there were days where it's like we were learning how to do a suplex. And if my foot was like an inch off of where it should be, he was like, no, nah, do it again. And I swear, like I would, I'd be falling on the mat like a hundred times every practice just trying to do one move because he wouldn't let me stop until it it was perfect um so i i really i I really got the whole perfectionist kind of mentality from him where it's like if you don't do it right just keep doing it until you do get it right which you know it's a painful method but i i feel like i learned a lot from that um other people that helped me along the way uh super hentai's one um and and he he's helped a, you know how, how many people love, in the pittsburgh area love him we, we've had him on the show and he's forgotten how many people he's helped and that's no lie yeah. go back and listen to that episode no lie i had to remind him that he helped elias for the love of sake yeah yeah and and he's awesome because like like idol he'll he'll say it like it is like, I'll, I'll do something that I feel is great and looks so awesome. And then he'll be like, are you an idiot? Like, what What are you doing? Like, like, never do that again. You look so stupid. And it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hentai. Um, <laughs> so uh, he's helped a lot. Um, and uh, I, you know what? He wasn't there every day, but I feel like I learned a lot of, valuable lessons from uh zima or djz or shima whatever you want to call him joaquin wild (laughs) yeah joaquin wild whatever you want to call him um he he always like he's he's just like a really good teacher um 
I anytime he was down there, he would talk for hours and hours about the business and teaching us cool like Mexican wrestling kind of stuff and um, just like helping helping me and others along the way. So even though he wasn't there every day and I didn't see him all the time, like I felt like he really helped push me into the right path. Um, so very thankful for him too. But I would say those three, I, I feel helped me the most when I was younger, like for, tra- for training anyway. Like, I, I feel like I learned something from everyone, but I would say those three helped me the most. Nice. Um, younger years now shifting gears um you're that guy you're that guy (laughs) given the the little pushes to the ones like ella shea or um or calvin or you know people like that that uh do you i don't i don't want to say do you have a prize student because that's a dick (laughs) that's a dick question and i could get buried from all my buddies for saying that but uh (laughs) Do you have some that you just gloat that you've trained them? I'll put it that way. This way, nobody gets in trouble. If you forget a name, it's on you. <laughs> um, I, I'm proud of all the people I trained or had a part in training with. Um, I, I, I mean, there, there's always going to be a few that m- might do more than the others or they might get better pushes than other people. Um, but I, 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 I hate to be this guy, but I, I, I'm proud of any of the students that went through. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't even pick one. I can't even pick a few. I I'm, I'm proud of anybody that put in the time, um, anybody that was respectful, um, and just anybody that really has their heart in it. I, yeah, I'll put it that way. If, if they have their heart in it, they try everything, everything they can to be the best that they can be. Um, I, I like those students. I like, yeah, I like that <laughs> answer. Uh, very PC. Yeah. Are you? Are yeah, very you, PC. Are you Justin Idol or are you Super Entai though? <laughs> um, in training, you mean? Yeah. Like being the trainer? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not the nice guy. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh. I'm very much the guy that, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm kind of mean. I'm kind of mean. Um, it, I'm the guy that if everybody's doing squats and if they're not counting together, I'll make them start over. Um, I'm that guy. Nice. I uh, but, love it. <laughs> which, is, which is bad. And now people are going to look at me and be like, you know, he's actually kind of a dick in person, man. Um, <laughs> But uh, but no, I, I I like pushing people. Um, I've growing up, I've always been in sports and had coaches that were um, like the tough guy coaches. Like yeah. it, like for wrestling in high school and everything. If if I wasn't going to make weight by sweating, my coach said, then you'll lose it in blood. He was that kind of coach. Jesus. <laughs> um, so so I. I, I can be pretty tough on some of them, but I feel like that makes them better. And I feel, I feel like re- wrestling shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be easy just to jump into the wrestling business. Um, it shouldn't be that, 
oh, I go to wrestling training and it's real easy and it's real fun. You know, I no, I, I think uh, wrestling training, it should be difficult. It should make you question how much you actually love this. Right. Um, because it because if you're getting doubts about it in training when, you know, when it's 100 degrees in the building and we're hitting the ropes 100 times, like if you're having doubts about wrestling, then there's a good chance that when you actually get into the business, you're you're going to you're going to flake out. It's going to get rough because wrestling's hard on your mind. Um, so I, I like to try to make it tough in practice so then they are uh, toughened up to where they can um, try to make it in the actual wrestling business. You make it um, so just, yeah. you, you make it just tough so, enough, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not, the triple h you know making them do bumps like like spitting water all over any, them. you know if there's anything hanging out of their shorts or anything you know yeah remember that remember i do that episode? i do remember that tough enough was amazing <laughs> it really was it's like you got it hanging out there <laughs> oh, <sighs> tough enough man tough enough used to be awesome yeah the first couple seasons the first couple yeah seasons. yeah 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 after that i i don't even know but the first couple seasons i i love that crap love it i do too uh <laughs> I, I, shifting gears as i said at the top oh, yeah, of, shifting. as i said at the top of the show two-time super indie champ uh, for 420 days iwc heavyweight Ooh. champ for 98 days there's a title out yeah. there that you still have and it's damn near four years that you had it um <laughs> What what else? What's next though for Andrew Palace? Uh, you got the high stakes title that you've never had. You have a, a tag team title. If God, if you can find a friend that you can trust for a while, but, you <laughs> yeah. know what's next. Um. Well, like you said, um, uh, for a while I was looking at the tag team championships, and um, it, it would be cool to be the the second triple crown winner. Um, it, it, you know, it would kind of cement my name in there, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of hard to find somebody I can trust. So tag team wrestling, eh, maybe, maybe that's not my thing right now. Um, for IWC anyway. Uh, so I would like to get that big old heavyweight title. Um, I, 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 on, I honestly view that as like the top championship in the, city state without like a doubt the top yeah like it so i feel like holding that it it says hey i'm here and i'm i'm like one of the best out there and i do want to be one of the best out there i don't want to say i am the best because i there's always somebody better but i want to be considered one of the best uh so to be considered one of those people you got to hold those big championships so i'm looking for that heavyweight title that's that's what I got my eyes on right now. And to wrap back around, great segue, Mr. Palace. Mm-hmm. As as we talked about at the start of the show, your match with Collier um, at Back in Business was kind of to see who gets a shot at Jimmy Vegas. And Mr. Plummer puts up this asinine poll oh, on, on Facebook today as recording. And I want to tell you, I know you saw it already, but the fans might not have. <laughs> 
who should be the number one contender. So I said, again, being the dick that I am, just stating facts that's on the IWC network for only nine ninety nine, Pollock and Collier both lost. So they should be thrown out of this discussion. Jock Sampson had an army of people help him barely beat Pollock. You got your ass handed to you two times to Sunday, but your guts and grit uh, pulled off and you got the victory over Collier. What what else needs to be said? What You did it by yourself. You are, you, you are making so much sense right now. But, but yeah, yeah, I, I go on Facebook today and I see this pool going on. And of course, Palace isn't winning in the pools. So, so I'm, so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what, why am I not just, you know, in that spot. I, I, I didn't get it, but I, I really thought about it. I really, really thought about it. So, okay, Bill Collier. I beat Bill Collier, but technically in one-on-one matches, we're one-and-one because one. he beat me a few uh, months ago. Yeah. How many months? Gosh. Eight and a half now. I don't know. It, it feels like last month. But, uh, but yeah, so it's like, okay, so, and plus he, you know, like he, has he had a heavyweight title match? Like, not recently. Recently? No. No. So it's like, okay, so he's beat me, I beat him. All right, maybe he's one of the contenders. Okay. And then we got Jack Pollock now. And it's, he lost, but he lost under crappy situations. And, uh, and plus, I, I don't think he's ever got a rematch for the heavyweight title. No, um, no he has not. So, so I'm like, all right, I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, he didn't win, but I guess it kind of makes sense. And then, and then you got Jock Samson. That piece of crap. Um, that was put nicely. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me, let me try to think. Why in the hell he would get it? Um, okay, he won his match. I mean, under crap situa- like circumstances, but he won. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. you know what? You know what? Screw, screw Jock. Actually, you know, actually, no. No, why am I saying that? So I, hope, I hope Jock gets one opportunity to go against Jimmy Vegas. And I'll tell you why. Anybody who, like, if, if somebody's listening to this and they, they don't know who Jimmy Vegas is, Jimmy Vegas is a legend in the Pittsburgh area. He's big. He's strong. He's a freaking killer. So He really, he really I is. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think Jock understands what he's asking for. Um, and, uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jimmy Vegas throw Jock around. I'm I'm all for that too. Uh, as we're talking about Jock, um, we saw, you had a you run in with them a while ago and there was a different side of palace. Um, what is it about Jock that brings the worst out in everybody? I mean, because that was, that was a, a, a palace, a ruthless aggression palace that uh, nobody's yeah. ever seen before. Like, why is Jock, and he'll, he'll come at me, but I'll say it. Why is he such a 
dick that he brings the worst out to everybody at me. Adam. Well, here, here's what – I'll credit Jock for something. Jock is a really, really good crap talker. <laughs> no, no, scratch that. Scratch that. Jock is a really good shit talker. And uh, he he just – he knows how to get under people's skin. And when he gets underneath people's skin, people start messing up. People get – sometimes people get overly angry and they don't think straight, and then Jock gets the advantage. Jock, Jock is, uh, yeah, Jock's a dick, and he's very good at being a dick um, because he was born a dick. He lives every day as a dick, and he's the dick of IWC. Uh, wait, no, that doesn't sound right. No, he's no. a piece of crap. He doesn't, he doesn't get to be that organ of IWC. No, he's a piece of crap. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like he's good at getting underneath people's skin and I feel like that's how he brings out the worst in people. All right. Let, let's shift gears and get off of that piece of crap. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting heated. Yeah. I don't, um, yeah, I'm getting heated. Like palace is starting to swear. Yeah. Like we don't need that. Wrong when palace is starting to swear. We don't yeah. need that. We don't yeah. need that. Yeah. We don't need that. During, during that way, yeah, we don't need that. During quarantine, we saw you on the Xander Zone, um, in that game show or whatever the hell that <laughs> was uh, that you can see on the IWC Network <laughs> for only nine ninety nine. Um, but, nine nine nine. but we saw in the back is behind you was this massive Funko collection. Let's talk about that a little bit. What, where did this passion come from? Okay, here here's the scary thing. My uh, Funko collection isn't, like, the biggest part of my collection. Like, Funkos are just one of the things I have. Uh, and, yeah, I think I have 120. And I, I like them because they're, like, they're, 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 like, little figures that demonstrate everything that I like. Um, so when people walk in, they look at that, and they're like, oh, you like, Things like uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That's why I'm clearly talking. it's like it's like oh, there's uh you like Batman and you might like anime stuff and you you got the Kool Aid Man here. You, you must like food or something. And it, it's just like all all kinds of stuff that I feel are part of me. So I like buying little uh, totems for it. Um, but what's real scary is around this room I'm in are like all the nerdiest things you could imagine. It, it's pretty sad. It's kind of sad. I, what are some of those? Ner- I, I, now I need to know some of them. My biggest thing is um, I, I have the studio and I have wrestling pictures up, but I also have hundreds of bobbleheads because I'm a huge nut for bobbleheads. But they, oh, it is, they've also transitioned into the kitchen. My wife is pretty special, let me tell you, because she hates me. Um, but she also lets me do whatever. So there's bobbleheads in the kitchen. There's bobbleheads up the steps. Like I have hundreds. And oh, yeah. Yes. So she's pretty damn cool. Love that. Yeah. Yes. That. Yes. That. That. That's awesome. <laughs> um, let me see. I got. I I basically buy um, figures that like anything that catches my eye or from my childhood or stuff I like. Um, I'll buy it. So I got probably thousands of just miscellaneous random action figures like right now just for example 
right now. Um, do, uh, it, these are old. Do you ever hear of sectars? No. They're like bug-looking people. No clue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get, like, real deep in the nerd stuff. Um, but I have, like, those, and I have Space Jam figures here. And oh, those are sweet. I have a Steve, I have a Steve Irwin figure here. Um, I have a bunch of early 90s uh, uh, Ninja Turtles. I have a bunch of wrestlers, Hasbros, DC figures, Marvel figures, uh, tons of statues. I have anime statues. I got Power Rangers. I got... What a, I got a Turbo Man figure I'm very proud of. <laughs> um, I, ju- I just got so much crap. Like, like I swear, if my house got caught on fire, like, I would I would lose thousands of dollars. I, I hear you so, there. You know. Yeah, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, just, just being a responsible adult here, just sitting with my plastic. Collecting. So. Are, are you, do you consider yourself a hoarder? Uh, and I don't mean a hoarder in a bad way with, like, papers and garbage laying around, but a hoarder as in relics? Because I do. I know oh, I am. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I, I am a hoarder in the best way. Yeah. Yes. Very much a hoarder. Yeah. I have a <laughs> 1983 Penn State uh, thing of Coca-Cola unopened because I believe, you know, they, they won something that year. The, the Whatever. If it's sports related, oh, yeah. it needs to be in my house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have a box somewhere in my attic that has a bunch of uh, random special edition cereals and cereal boxes and stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And, and I have a. I got some lunch boxes over here. Like I, I love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What is your? All right, since we started with Funkos, um, yeah. What is your prized Funko? But then, what is your prized uh, relic? As as we just group everything we just talked oh, about. Jeez. You have to pick one. <laughs> no shitty PC answer here. You're. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Just because I swore doesn't mean you can start oh, oh, laying the sh at me. Sorry, I'm very, sorry, very offended. Sensitive, sensitive. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, okay, prized pop figure. Um, I I used to have a few more uh, more expensive ones. Uh, I I've actually sold a bunch of pop figures. So the wall that you actually saw was like what's left of them, the ones that I, the last ones I've kept. Um, but I've sold pop figures for like seven, eight hundred bucks a piece. Uh, yeah. So I've had some pretty, so I've had some pretty good ones. But honestly, like, there's so many I like. But I think my favorite one that I have, it's kind of a weird one. It's a, it's the winged monkey from the Wizard of Oz. It's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a 2011 um, Comic Con exclusive one. So it's. You know, it's painted shiny, so now it's worth more. Um, and there's only 480 of them, and I think that's my favorite. And other than that, maybe the uh, I have the old school General Mills Count Chocula, um, Frankenberry, and Booberry. Nice. And they're the like they're rare versions of the ones that are out. So those ones are worth about three, four hundred bucks a piece, I think. So I like those ones too. <laughs> nice, but yeah. Um, and and what did you ask? Relic out of everything? Yeah, out of, number one thing that you know, house is burning down. You only can grab one thing in your hand. Uh, besides animals or, or clothes or da 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 da, you can run back in to get one thing. What are you grabbing? Uh, you're killing me right now, man. You're killing me. 
Uh, oh, gosh. Like, if, if you ask anybody that knows me, uh, they'll tell you I have a hard time making decisions. We, we see that. <laughs> so, we see that. Um, um, you know what? Even though you want the best of the best, whatever, whatever, I'm going to pick one of the ones that's in my head. Because if not, we're going to be here all day because I'm going to have to think about the significance behind it, how much it's worth, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to give you one, and you're going to like it, or you better like it. I don't care. Either way. Okay. Um, now you're yelling um, at me. Yeah, yeah. You better, you better cut the SH out, okay? Cut that SH out. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with my uh, symbol monkey. Uh, you ever see those old monkeys that like screech and hit the symbols together? Yes. Like the real creepy ones. The creepy looking ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got a. Uh, oh crap! What year is that? Nineteen. Uh, it's really old. Yeah. It's really really old. Fifties, sixties. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some some like that. Um, either that one or my Turbo Man figure. I would say one of those. I was hoping you'd say the Kool-Aid Man, Funko, but that's all right. No. I love the Kool-Aid Man. When you say you oh, no, add I, it, I, I love, I love the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, I love I love it, too. I, I got I love that one. Um, they actually have a really big one, too. I, they have, like, a, I think it's, like, a foot tall or something like that. I want one of those ones, like, the, uh, I'm going to bring up, like, the Ben Roethlisberger bobblehead that was in the... Uh, what's the mall that's pretty much closed down now on 28? Um, the Mills. Oh, the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Mills that had that yeah. big Ben Roethlisberger. I want a Kool-Aid Man, because I'm a huge fan of Kool-Aid Man as well. I want a huge <laughs> Kool-Aid Man like bobblehead, where maybe like his nose bobbles, because the whole thing would be topsy-turvy. I, this there, is, has to be, there has to be one out there, right? There's got there to be. be one like that. There's got to We need to go fund me together. We'll share it. We'll share it. Like, yeah. I get it six months, and I'll ship it to you then for six months. Oh, I, I like that. But, and then I, I, I won't ship it back to you. I'll just keep it. How about that? That's that's how it works usually in my house. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> during, during quarantine as well, uh, Bulk Nasty had a book club. I don't know if you're an active member of it at all. Um, I, I kind of learned a little bit about Bulk, nothing about books. But this question is kind of coming from the English professor himself, as he's a nerd as well. Um, what book should everybody read in their life? Man, that's a lot of Shit. Um, uh, um, oh, crap. Book everyone should read. Um, uh, 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 you could say a comic book would be fine. I, <laughs> um, you know what? My answer is going to be whatever book I pull out of here first, and it is the comic of the Killing Joke. Everybody should read the Killing Joke. It's entertaining. It's um has a nice story. It involves the Joker that everybody loves to, you know, buy all the merchandise for. So. Uh, yeah, The Killing Joke. It's really good. If you could ask one person in your life, dead, alive, you don't know them, you know, history, you know, whatever. If you could ask one person uh, a question, who would it be and what would the question be? 
Let's see. I I would. I I think I think I would. I would ask Macho Man. I think I would ask him some like. I I would ask him some question that would be kind of like open to for him to just interpret. Uh, I would ask him something to where he would just start spilling off stories and everything about him because I couldn't contain myself with just one question. I would ask him like, Hey, could you tell me about some stories about you on the road? And that is a question. It is. Yeah. And then, and then I would hope he would just keep spilling off information and more and more and more. And I would just soak it up. Um, and uh, hopefully he would get to tell me advice on wrestling and how I can better myself. And maybe he doesn't get there. I don't give a crap. I just want to hear about Macho Man. Um, can I sit yeah, with you? Macho Man. Can I sit with you when you ask that yeah. question? Um, not for a little bit. I, I, I don't want you taking any of the attention away from me. Uh-huh. I don't want him like looking back and forth between us. So um, you can sit there for a while, but then I'll give you kind of the nod, like, get out of here. Like, yeah. And then I'll tell, I'll I'll say it, you know, I'll talk about it later. Um, If he said anything like real deep and stuff, I'll I'll keep that to myself, though. Of course, you should. I'm going to keep that to me. Yeah, yeah, because it it was my question. Right. I brought him back from the dead. I deserve it. I agree. I just want to, I pretty much want to hear him do the cream of the crop thing again. That's, that's where I am. That's, I'm good after I hear that in life. I'm sure he'll throw that in there somewhere in the discussion. I'm sure. Uh, A couple more random silly questions because I know you love them. Um, What's a bad habit right now that you're trying to get rid of besides twitching? (laughs) Um, Honestly, it's probably uh, messaging people back. Um, Anyone that knows me knows I am deep. I'm, I'm a hard person to get a hold of. And I'm the worst person messaging someone back. Um, and I'm sure you know that now because I, I, do. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, that that's one habit I'm trying to break. Uh, just I, I get a lot of stuff going on in my head and sometimes I forget or I, 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 I keep putting it off because I keep doing stuff. And before I know it, it's three in the morning and you shouldn't message somebody three in the morning. So I'm like, eh. I'll wait till tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes, I forget about it, and then it's three days later, and then it's like, uh, it's kind of weird if I message them now. So, so yeah, I would say uh, messaging people back. That, that's, that, a, that's a great story, because there was a couple times we were both online together chatting, and bubbles came, <laughs> bubbles came up, and I'm like, all right, he's, he's going to solidify this interview, so cool. And then I wait five minutes, the bubbles are still there, and then, boom, last time Palace was online, 35 minutes ago, I'm like, he just left his freaking phone on and kept pushing buttons, damn him. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, if I, if I can't, if I feel like I don't know what to say, or if I don't know the right words to say it, or if I don't know the answer, I'll instead say it in my head, like, if let's say if you asked if I could do the interview today, and... I couldn't. I would think in my head, no, I can't do it today. And I wouldn't message it. I would just turn my phone off and go back to what I'm doing. Um, it's a horrible, horrible True story. Habit. True story. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's true. But I, I'm here today. You are here today, so we're good to go. We, we, like, we had, what, four messages in the span of, like, five days? Yep. Something like that. So it worked out. It worked out. I'm just, not like, bad. I'm just stretching out the conversation on, on uh, the, you know, the medias and stuff. Right. Just stretching out the convos. And it's nice. Um, you're, I, I feel you're a foodie. You're, you love food, uh, but you brought up oh. the old cereals. Um, are you a major cereal person? This is the last silly question, by the way. I know it's going to be heartbreaking, but we need to get back to IWC. Um, you're a big oh, yeah, cereal yeah. fan. Oh, I, I, I'm a big food fan. I am a big cereal fan. Yes. What's your favorite cereal? Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, man. Why, I, what, I, what do you mean, oh, man? I was I was thinking you were going to either bring back, you know, Frankenberry or, you know, something cool like Fruity Pebbles or something. Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That's hey, baloney. It's, excuse, did you just call Cinnamon Toast Crunch baloney? I did. Let me tell you what baloney is. Baloney is thinking Frankenberry is better than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It, That's baloney. I'm just saying. I whatever. What? Well, what's yours? What's yours? What's yours? Uh, Fruity Pebbles. Clearly, Fruity Pebbles. Wow. Like, what's wrong with them? I like fruit. I. I. Well, no, 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 no. Nothing's wrong with them. I like. I like Fruity Pebbles. As as we already mentioned, I I'm a big cereal person, so I love a lot of cereals. But if you ask me if I'd rather have Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles, I would pick Cocoa Pebbles. Easy. Because, Easy. Because of the chocolate milk at the end? No. No, not because there's chocolate milk, but it, it's just better. Huh? Just better than Fruity Pebbles. Just like Cinnamon Toast Crunch is better than Fruity Pebbles. Well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. That's 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 it's, blasphemy. It's okay. Blasphemy. It's, it's all right, man. You can be wrong sometimes. It's okay. Uh, ask my wife. I'm, I'm wrong every day, Palace. If you're not caught on to uh-huh. this. Every, listen to some of my oh, podcasts. I've, I'm a terrible predictor, too. Wow, things got really sad. <laughs> they really did. All right, back to wrestling. Back to wrestling. Yeah, um, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, that wrestling stuff. You've been in the ring, and this is this is always one of my big things. Um, I love talking about who you've been in the ring with. It's a who's who. I'm going to name some, but I can't name the list of some of these mega yeah. stars. Daniels. Cage, Jerry Lawler, Josh Alexander, uh, Sammy Guevara, Dalton Castle, DJZ, Britt, uh, you you were in Britt's first match, um, EC3, Wardlow, uh, Gresham, I mean the list goes on and on and on, and then I'm saving one till the end, because that's who I have you paired with all the time. Out of those couple or anybody else you want to talk about, um... Who has meant the most, you know, working in the ring with you? Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Remember earlier when I have a hard time making decisions? Well, our, oh. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, there's got to be somebody that, you know, when you were younger that, you know, Lawler said, hey, kid, I like what you're doing. Just don't steal my damn pile driver. Or, you know, something that, something that somebody just said quick-witted to you and you're like, ah, oh, that stuck with me. Okay. Um, well, it, it's funny because you, you mentioned those names, and when you asked, uh, like, like who really stuck out in my mind, it, it's actually uh, 
two people that weren't on that list. Um, and they, they were more for the fact that I was a huge fan of them, basically. Um, uh, cause in training, uh, Kurt Angle actually came down to get back in the flow of things and start working out again. And I was one of the people that got to wrestle around with him for a little bit. Um, so I, that meant a lot to me because that's one of my heroes. Um, and, uh, one of the other ones was actually at uh, Northeast Wrestling at one of those ballpark shows. Um, I know that one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was that was that the one you were going to mention? Well, no, Foley wasn't the one I was going to mention. I, I was actually going to wrap back around to him, but um, these are the legends that we're talking about. Uh, yeah, Foley was going to be brought up for sure, uh, because actually <laughs> just seeing some stuff, it was you and Pollock in a match, you know, uh, and Pollock gets the sweaty sock, which is awesome. Yeah. And I, I, to this day, I slightly regret something I did after the match, but I, I felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, a, after the match, uh, when we were heading to the back, there, there were two, actually two socks used in that match. Two socks. Um, and he handed me one of the socks, and, you know, he raised my hand or whatever, you know, end of the match, whatever. We're walking. We're, we start walking to the back, and there's his kid wearing like a, I, he, you know, he he seemed like he was real into it. He was a big wrestling fan. This little kid, and I'm like, huh, maybe I should give him that sock. Uh. So so as I'm walking to the back, I gave it to him, and I I hope I hope that that moment of him getting Mick Foley sock from this unknown curly haired guy. I hope that someday he'll grow up and he'll be like, yeah, the moment I got Mick Foley sock was the moment I wanted to become a professional wrestler. So I'm like, part of me is like, no, it was the right thing. But then another part of me is like, what if he got home and his parents threw it away? Cause it's like, why do you have a, a, a giant sock in your room? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's just, yeah. So that moment I'll always, like look at and be like, uh, did I do the right thing? <laughs> should I have kept it? That was my hero. Um, you should have kept it. Uh, you should have kept it. I, I I'm know. saying you should have kept know. it. I know it could have went with all my, uh, you know, all my, my, my toys and my relics. Yes. Um, but, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned so much from everybody I've really went in the ring with. Um, I learned different things. Um, uh, Z, like I said before, uh, DJ Z or, or Phoenix, whatever you want to call him, right. <laughs> um, he, he's, he's always had so many words of wisdom. Um, and it was really cool. Uh, the first time that I got to wrestle him, like it, it blew my mind because, uh, it, it happened at court time. It, it was a match that was unannounced. It was a match that wasn't allowed to be on the DVD due to his uh, contracts and stuff like that. So it was like a secret match on the DVD. Like yeah. you would have to go into the corner or something like that. It was, it was a secret match. Definitely a secret um, match. I but, agree. Yeah. Um, now, I, it wasn't – of course, it wasn't my greatest match because it was my first singles match in IWC was against – DJZ, um, but I, I think that match meant a lot to me just for the fact that 
it, it was like it's like holy crap like i get to be the one that faced djz the and he was the current uh x division champion at the time um so that was a big deal and and actually now now that i'm talking about it uh one match that i felt really did help me out when i was younger was uh my match with matt striker okay uh tonight is champions uh uh, no, that or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Night of Champions. Look, look at you. Look at you knowing the the names of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you. Look at you. Look at you. Um. But yeah, because he, he gave me a lot of advice afterwards. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like that really helped. And he he says it how it is too. Like anything that I did that wasn't great. He let me know, and he did not hold back. Um, but he he helped me a lot, and he gave, gave me more uh, confidence in myself. So I would say Matt Stryker's another big one. Matt Stryker's somebody I've always wanted to talk to. Just sit down and pick his brain. No no recording or anything. Just uh, he just he, there's something about him that intrigues me as a human being, as a wrestler. It, it just seems like he's just a a uh, down-to-earth, cool type of cat. I'd, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I, you would not be disappointed. He yeah. is a, he's definitely a character. Definitely. Character. <laughs> um, switching some stuff around, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get going, because I know I've, we're long, but that's okay as long as you don't care. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I mean, I'm the one that's stuttering half past me you know, with most of these questions. So Good. I'm actually the one that's making it longer from Sorry. the stuttering and the saying the words twice, twice. You know what I mean? Right. You sound like the English professor on Echo. Echo. Yeah. Echo. Yes. Yes. When I do think of Andrew Palace, uh, one person always pops into my mind, though, right off the bat. It's Chris LaRusso. Um, love, <laughs> him, love him, hate him or whatever. But... Um, you're going to jump down my throat, and LaRusso will say something. You know, it's it's the Flair Steamboat thing, and that's your Flair Steamboat match. Like, I, you guys, when I'm 125 years old, if you guys are still going at it, I want to be there. Uh, you, you two are you two's opponent, I, I feel. I mean, like, you guys can do no wrong in the ring. Uh, you guys just are poetry in motion in the ring together. Yeah, I... Uh... We, we've actually talked about it before. We, we, uh, I think we've wrestled each other more than 50 times, probably m way more than that. Actually, we, we've wrestled each other a good bit and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like he, it, we, I don't, I don't know what, how it happened, but it, it's just, I, ever since the first time we worked with each other when crap, I was, maybe a year in, maybe two. No, probably like a year in. Um, ever since we had that first match, like it, it, it just works. Yeah. It just, it just feels right. And, uh, like it, we've had normal quick, you know, five minute matches. We've had grudge matches. Uh, I, I land dropped him on his head in a, at this ballpark show, which was Slightly funny, slightly dangerous. You know, dangerous. Um, and, um, cage matches and just I I can't tell you how many black eyes I've had from all the super kicks he's given me. Um, 
it was actually kind of funny because uh, there was this one match. I think it was a tag team match or something. He kicked. He gave me a super kick, and it really busted my eye up. And then a week later, or a week or two later, uh, I was wrestling him again. And I, it takes me a while to heal up. So, like, my eye was still, like, that greeny. Like, slimy bluish, color. Yeah. Slimy color. And then what do you know? He super kicked my other eye. <laughs> so, so it's like I'm just walking around the store and people think, like, there's something wrong with this guy. Because, you know. You know, if I'm going to the store later at night, you know, I'm not I'm not going to brush my hair. My hair is all over the place. I have two black eyes, you know, probably walking with a limp because, you know, wrestling does that to you. Right. You're just some so, uh, hooligan or hobo off the street looking for something. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, and whether you like him or not, or um, like what he does or not, like, you, you can't deny that. I, I, I honestly believe that Chris is one of the best wrestlers in not just Pittsburgh, but uh, out like, there, it just out there. Out yes. There. Yeah. yeah. Out there. Um, he like, he's like, he, people don't give him enough credit at all for, um, what he does in the ring, what he does outside the ring, what he does on the mic. Yeah. He's a jag off, but he is, a very talented individual. He's a very good jag off, and I mean that out of the utmost respect. <laughs> yes, he, he, he's a he's a good jag off. So let's look at goals for Palace. Let's look at goals long you know long term goals. Um, I'm going to group it all together, and you just take what you can out of this. Um, do you want to travel? Would you like to go to Japan, UK, you know, Australia, Mexico, Canada? Once everything opens back up, would that be one of your goals? And then, hey, you've been theoretically on AEW. You have some friends there. Uh, <laughs> is AEW one of your goals, or do you want still to go to WWE, NWA, ROH? I know it's a, a huge-ass question, but what's going on now? Well, uh well, the first part, uh, do I want to go to all these places? Yes. Um, one of the things I love about wrestling is the fact that, hey, I can go to this area, wrestle, have the time of my life, meet a bunch of really cool people, and then I can also see what's around that area, visit the city, visit the cool eating place there, and um so I, I love traveling. It's all about the food. Oh, it's all, all about food. All about food. Um, but yeah, I would. Out of all the countries, like I, I want to go. If I can, I'll, I'll wrestle all over the place. I'll, I'll go to every single country if I can. Um, maybe besides a few, but just about every country. Um, the one I would like to get to the most would be Japan, just because I, I love that culture. I love the history with not just wrestling, but just everything over there. And it, it just looks like a whole nother world. Uh, so I would love to go to Japan. Um, and, and where would I want to be like AEW, WWE, all that stuff? Um, I, I just want a contract. Give me, give me that contract. Let me like, let me live off wrestling. That's what I want. Um, uh, I, and being in the AEW locker room, I, I can honestly say AEW's locker room 
is one of the most positive, coolest places to be. Yeah. Um, like, I can only it, imagine. It, I can only imagine with the talent that they have and the the guys running it that it's just it's cool. It's it's yeah. the best thing going today. Yeah. Um, and and just going to like a big company like that and where it's like you you're always taught to be very respectful. Um, don't step on any toes because if you step on the wrong toes, that might blacklist you from ever getting signed there and all this stuff, you know, about different companies and all that. So going there for that, uh, for the work I did there, um, it like everybody was walking on eggshells, but then eventually it was like, whoa, like these people are cool. Like everybody's talking with one another. Everybody's hanging out. Um, and it just, it, it was a very positive environment. Like it, I, when I went there, I was a little bit nervous. Um, but when I left there, I was like, I was, you know, I was saying bye to some people I just met, you know, some of their big names or whatever. And like just saying hi to Jim Ross in the hallway. Like That's it was nothing. Cool. Yeah. Which, which, you know, on the inside, I was like freaking out because I love Jim Ross. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so AEW lock, their locker room's awesome. Um, and like you said, I got friends there too. Uh, there's a lot of people I either wrestled, been in the ring with, uh, known in the locker room. There's a lot of those people there. So it it was nice going there and it's like, I got to talk with them and chat with them, see what's going on. And, and of course we have Pittsburgh's own like Britt Baker and IWC's own, low there and it's always good catching up with them uh so yeah so yeah wardlow if you take a second out of your day of beating up people to listen to this like i'm a, i'm available for a wardlow match to get beat day. up yeah well no 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 you no, beat no. him I'm, yeah, I'm no. Ob- no i'm obviously going to destroy wardlow right you know like i did that one time at uh what was it winner take all yes yeah that was the name yeah, winner take all. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll. Yeah, just give me that chance, Wardlow. Give me, give me that chance. I I agree. I I agree, Wardlow. Yeah. I I like how every time uh, this this is not scripted, we always say Pittsburgh's own Britt Baker or IWC's own Wardlow because we don't want to talk about Cleveland. Is that what it is? I didn't think you caught up on that. Of I course did. I, I did. You just thought of I was course. rambling. No, uh, of but, course I did. But yeah, well, like I, you know, I, I know the love people have for their city. I, I have love for my city. Right. And I wouldn't want to say like, hey, Wardlow's a Pittsburgh guy. It's like, no, I, he, his name was made in Pittsburgh, but hey, he's a, he's, he's a Cleveland guy. He is a Cleveland guy. And that's, that's the only knock on him. Really is the only knock yeah. on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, it's a big knock, but we we can look past it. I guess we, we really do. All right, uh, we'll try. We'll try. All right, let, let's slowly start to wrap this up. Um, what's the best oh, advice yeah. that anybody's? And I know you've already said it from DJZ. Um, the best advice <laughs> that somebody has given you in the locker room. So let's. Uh, I, we can skip over that. We've already touched on that. Mark, listen to your notes. <laughs> yeah. So let me switch it around. What's the advice really? that you give? 
the the little Andrew Palace guys that want to, hey, I want to be just like you in five years when I can wrestle. Apparently, uh, he's 13 or whatever. But what do you tell the kid that says, how can I get into wrestling and what do I do? All right. Um, well, I first ask them, I, I ask them, do you really love this? Like, because to me, um, it, if you're getting into this, like, I, I really feel like you should love this. Or, it, it, I mean, if you're an athlete that gets into this and then learns to love it, like, that, that's different. But if you're, like, somebody that's looking at wrestling saying, that's what I want to do with my life, right there. Um, I, I ask them, I'm like, do you really love it? Because wrestling, I, I feel like the easiest part about wrestling is the physical stuff, the pain, all that. To me, that's the easy part. The hardest part, I feel, is mentally what it can do with people. Um, and it, it can be rough mentally because it's like if you're not getting to where you want to be or, or it's like, oh, no, like I, nobody's booking me or, or you know, I, I drove all this way and, like, I didn't get the money I was promised or all this stuff. It, it can be very hard on people's minds. So I, I, I make sure that I tell them if, if you're going to get into this, Make sure you love it. Um, there's a lot of people in this business that are trying to get chances that can't get those chances because there's people crowding it that don't actually love it. You know, there's people, yep. and, and, and that just, that gives me a headache. It's like, if you don't love this, get, get out. Because there are people that love this and do want to do something with it, and they're just taking up a spot. Um, so I ask them that. I, uh, and, <laughs> I mean, this sounds very like, I don't know, uh, responsible of me. Uh, but I, I usually tell them, if you're going to get into this, make sure you have a backup plan. Make sure you have an education, um, college or a tech school or, or some kind of skill or something. Like, have that education. Because after wrestling's done, because, res like, you can be in the wrestling business and you can be a wrestler and you can love this business and do all these different things for the business. But eventually, eventually you're not going to be able to go in the ring. You know, right. even, even Ric Flair had to like say enough is enough. You know, well, I mean, they're talking about him maybe having another match. But... One more match. You, you saw that too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, but, so I, I tell them you, you gotta you gotta have an education and uh, really just like if you're gonna go for it, do, do everything you can to be the best you can. Um, I, I tell people all the time um, if if they're getting into wrestling because they they want it as a they want to be a uh, I hate to say the term but like a weekend warrior if they if they want to wrestle once a month or whatever cool cool. You know, that, that's you. That's cool. Like, whatever you want to do. But if you're going to be that guy that wrestles once a month, you better do it to the best of your ability. Um, I, I tell them not to settle for mediocrity. Uh, like, I don't care if you want to make a career out of this or just want to be the weekend warrior. Like, you, like I feel like everybody should strive for greatness. They should train hard. They should go to the gym. Um I would say eat right, but I don't eat right, so I, I'm not going to get too much on that. As we said before, you know, food. Uh, but but they, they should put their all into this and uh, and really show respect for the business. Um, 
by going all out. Uh, so, so yeah, something like that I would tell a young Andrew Pallas. Like, if you're going to do it, do, do it to the best of your ability. And, and that's the best way to do anything in life, actually, Andrew, right? Yep, that's right. That's what my dad taught me. That's right. All right, this is my favorite question of all time to ask, and it stumps you because we have uh, some people don't know how to answer it. Bulk nasty, Katie kind of got tied up as well, but it is simple if you think about it. Uh, your dream match. Okay. Your, oh, your okay. Dream match. Who? Where's it going to be? And what stipulation? Oh shit. Okay. Sam. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, There's three on my mind right now. I'm trying to pick which one. Okay. With all three of these, it would be WrestleMania. Of because course. whether you like WWE or not, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. It's the truth. Like, my friends that don't like wrestling, they know what WrestleMania is. Um, so it would be WrestleMania. Um crap my my first thought would be undertaker like i i i can't think of anything bigger than um a match at mania with undertaker uh stipulation no stipulation normal match um and where it would either have to be madison square garden or just a giant football field like they it just looks so cool with that many people um i i don't even know which stadium to pick I would pick Pittsburgh, but that that wouldn't happen. I, um, I've been pushing people when they say Pittsburgh or football field or something like that, and I understand it's cold, usually WrestleMania season, da-da-da-da-da. I am one that I want to see wrestling events come to college stadiums. Beaver Stadium, the Big House in Michigan, ooh. you know, uh, Tennessee Vols. You know, these guys have – over just in seating alone uh, in the bowls, over 150,000 seats. You add oh, another, geez. yeah, you add another, you know, 30,000 seats on the ground, you're going to be breaking records out the wazoo. So let's take yeah. some wrestling to college places. Plus, you get all those damn yeah. kids there. Yeah, yeah. And the kids love wrestling, and we'll put them in the stadium with wrestling, and they'll, and they'll love it. I'm a genius. You're a genius. I am a genius. Oh, and, and, and my other other two, my other two, like and like I said, this could change day to day between these three. Um, it would be WrestleMania, big stadium, Madison Square Garden against Kurt Angle, normal match, or it would be WrestleMania, some kind of big stadium, Mick Foley, hardcore match. Nice. Those are all great. Uh, I would yeah, actually yeah. like to see the hardcore match, uh, you and Foley. That if, if I had to pick one of the three, it would be you and Foley going at it hardcore. And, and I, I bet you if you ask Jack Pollock what his match would be, it would be the same match. He, it is. I bet. <laughs> it is. Is it? Yep. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm saying this, that hardcore Hooven has to be the referee then. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. All right. Done. Done. All right. Done. This is your time. Sell your merch. Tell us everything that you have out there. Give us your social media. And this way you can go drink some Kool-Aid and eat some pizza or something. 
Yeah, and and eat some cinnamon toast crunch. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Uh, well, my pro wrestling tea store is up. It's just search Andrew Palace. I'm the only Andrew Palace on there. So, pro wrestling teas, Andrew Palace. You'll find uh, uh, online exclusive shirts on that. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram are both at the Andrew Palace. Uh, no spaces, no underlines, none of that crap, just at the Andrew Palace. Um, and you can find me on there. Follow me, like my stuff, or don't. Just creep on me if you want. I don't care. That's all good. And, uh, yeah, and the places I'll be wrestling next, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> COVID, man. Right. Uh, we talked a little bit way uh, an hour and a half ago now. Um, IWC, oh, does ha- IWC does have an event coming up. Um, and just watch. Go to IWCWrestling.com and just watch. The updates will be there. And that's all we really know. There's no pulling punches. Yeah, we have no freaking yeah, yeah. clue. Yeah, just, just keep an eye on that. Um, COVID will decide, you know, when we will have it. Yeah. All right, Andrew. I'm going to let you go. Go eat your freaking cinnamon toast crunch and drink uh what's, mm-hmm. what's your favorite mm-hmm. kool-aid uh, this is the last question then i'll let you go what's your favorite kool-aid oh it's it's like this i don't even know if they have it anymore it's like this weird green green apple kind of stuff i like i, I like great i like green stuff i i do remember that mine's still strawberry kiwi but we'll leave it at that Ooh, okay okay i can i can dig that all right, uh, we'll catch you at the next IWC event, and uh, thank you again for stopping by Can Crushers. All right, thanks for having me, man. Transparency. That's one thing that we always tell you that we are. Transparency. Of course you know this was recorded prior to uh, Justin Plummer announcing that on Saturday, August 8th at 11.30, IWC Baseball will be happening at the Wild Things uh, Ballpark in Washington, Pennsylvania. Palace is now thrown into a match that involves him, Pollock, Jock, and Collier again. The winner of that match takes on Jimmy Vegas later on that afternoon for the IWC Heavyweight Championship. Guys, $25 for your tickets and you get to stay for baseball games as well. It's a hell of a deal. It's a hell of a deal. If it wasn't my family reunion... Um, I would be going. And that's the sad part is because I really want to go for wrestling and baseball. But I would be kicked out of the family if I do not. Since it's actually being hosted at my house. Then there would be divorce papers as well. Um, Transparency. Another reason why to tell you why we're continuing to be transparent. Um, Prior to getting all this set up, I was going to edit it. And I almost had to ask Palace to do this interview again as I was in tears because there was a corrupt file. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me where I did an interview, I recorded it, it sounded great that night because I go back and I listen to it kind of in fast speed. And then when I go to edit it, it is shit the bed. And man, I was in tears. This was, it was too good of an interview to have to hashtag redo. Nonetheless, I sold my soul. I got something that I needed to take care of. And it's working. So that is the original interview with Andrew Palace. I just now uh, have to do some more stuff for my wife and other people. 
uh, money was involved, but nonetheless. All right, now to the interview. Andrew Pallas was absolutely amazing. Uh, the Kool-Aid Man. I really, really want... I want to get my own Funko Pop Kool-Aid Man now. Uh, Pallas is a jackass for liking Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I might be in the minority here. I really might be in the minority here about Fruity Pebbles. Even He even likes Cocoa Pebbles before Fruity Pebbles. Man, I don't... I don't know. Our cereal taste, our food taste is just out of whack. I think me and Palace should maybe, or if the English professor would hear this, Palace and I should uh, have an eating contest sometime. I'd love to eat. I'd love to eat with Palace. That'd be great. It really would. Uh, guys, I love this interview. Uh, I don't want to, if you're fast forwarding to the recap and you didn't actually listen to the interview, you're an ass. Go back and listen to it. That's why I won't cover a lot more uh, in it right now. Palace was great. Andrew, thank you for stopping by Can't Crushers. I can't wait to set up what we talked about uh, after this show because it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, between you and the other two that I uh, want to have on, it's going to be unforgettable. Just like IWC is all the time. Guys, IWC Network, $9.99 a month. Head over to IWCWrestling.com. Sign up. You can see all the Andrew Palace matches you want. Anything. Uh, this organization uh, pulls at my heartstrings each and every time. I love everybody there, even Jock Sampson. No, nonetheless, nonetheless, um, just because you're trash, Jock, doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Yeah.